0: Welcome back, everybody, to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number one fifty-eight, and this week I am very pleased to be joined by a returning guest. Hello, Haley. Hello. Uh, what you've been up to lately, other than sitting in your house like the rest of us? I probably.
1: Uh.
2: Well, my normal life is like stay in the house, anyways. So it really hasn't changed too much from the whole I guess having to stay inside thing just a little bit well I was gonna but, say you you um, and I
0: you and I are both anime con attendees so we're we were in the middle of con season which we would have been going to at least a few cons. oh yeah
2: yeah, yeah no like like uh, the weekend that I was an anime next is supposed to happen I felt so like pressed because it looked I was looking forward to it for so long, and I was thinking about all the things that I like couldn't do because it, you know, it wasn't there. Yeah, you know,
0: that was the one. The one that was really rough for me was I was supposed to go to Anime Expo this year. So when that weekend came, I was like, "Oh, uh-huh. uh, that sucks. What are you gonna do?" Uh, and th- I know yeah. An- Anime NYC keeps sending me stuff, and I'm just like. I don't know, guys. I don't know if that's. I don't think we're gonna be able to have yeah. anime conventions in the uh, Jacob Javits Center, in New York City, by November. I don't think. Don't think that's gonna happen. But who knows? They're keeping. They're keeping yeah. the, They're keeping the optimism going. I guess.
2: No.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, they keep saying yeah, something. Even
2: like, if it does go happen, I'm not going.
0: Yeah, I keep thinking about it too because it's like, let's say they 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 try to do like a really small convention and like you know what's what's the chance of like first of all any Japanese guests actually coming probably almost none so yeah I just can't I can't imagine that they're actually going to be able to uh, you know put on anything resembling a good convention even if uh, they do try to do it they should probably just not do it honestly (laughs) but whatever yeah the thing with these conventions
2: crowd control seems like how
1: oh, it, it's like impossible
0: yeah i mean the thing with these conventions that i i guess you know somebody told somebody i know was like involved in cons told me is like they people are always surprised they take so long to call them off but like i i guess they can't they can't cancel until the venue tells them you can't do it because otherwise they'll be on the hook for the cost i think the same thing happens with like the wrestling shows too where people are like asking why Like GCW didn't cancel for Mania weekend or whatever, and it's like you have to wait until the venue tells you you can't do it; otherwise, you'll be on the you'll be on the hook. So, but uh, you know, it's just it is weird going through. It is weird going through a whole summer with like no conventions, you know. Yeah. When's the last time you didn't go to any cons? Is it? Because I was thinking about it's depressingly long ago for me.
2: Um. Yeah, I think well, with the anime next because I go to that every year. The last time I didn't go uh, was before I started going. Like I went my first time when I was fourteen. So the last time I haven't been, I haven't gone to an anime next. I was still in middle school. And I'm, like, 28 now,
0: so... So almost as long... Yeah, so almost as long as me. The first... The first anime next... I... I, For a long time, I went to every single anime next since the very first one. Like, the first one was in 2002. And, you know, like, I was really young then. My dad took me. But... Oh, my
2: mom took me to my first one.
0: Yeah. So I had... I went to... I went to every single anime next until 2019... When we missed it because I went to Japan, so now of course I can't. I don't have the option to skip it to go to a foreign country anymore. But uh, you know, yeah. that was the first anime next I ever missed. So like, yeah, like seventeen years, it's crazy. But uh, but yeah. yeah, you know, it's just really weird not going to any cons this year. Like Otakon will be next week next month. Yeah. I, mean, I usually would have gone to that, but. Oh well.
2: Wait, it's going to be next no, no. I mean, it would have it been. It,
0: be. Yeah, I was supposed to be. <laughs> they did okay. cancel.
1: I was about to say.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's like, will there be twenty twenty one cons? <laughs> Who knows? You know.
2: Yeah, I know. I don't.
0: I don't feel reasonably confident, especially since, like, when you think about it, it's like, uh, you know, Anime Next June twenty twenty one, right? I mean, you basically need things to be Uh improved, not by June, but like by what? Like you think they'd have to make a decision by April or by March, maybe? So, like you need you need the situation to improve, not even by next June, but more like by next March or April. So it could be even tougher.
2: Yeah, I think around probably around March because I know that's like when they first send out if you apply for. Like Artist Alley, they first send out acceptance letters in March. So, like by March, they've already had like Artist Alley planned out, like where it's supposed to go and everything. So, but I'd assume that by then they also have all the dealers and everything. So it's pretty much like it's probably even before March.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember when they called it off this year. I feel like it was like in that March or April zone. Maybe that's why I was thinking March or April, but you're right. maybe they need to decide even earlier? But yeah, I don't know. I hope they have it next year, but I'm not. It's one of those things where I'm not. I'm not like betting on it or anything. So yeah, uh, it's just very weird. But hey, at least there's wrestling in Japan. Yeah. Who knows how long that will last? Given uh the coronavirus is making a little bit of a comeback in japan it looks like yeah First, there were three shows that we're going to talk about today the corkins in new japan ddt in tokyo joshi and i guess right off the bat before i get into any specifics about the shows is you know while watching them i really felt that you know the the lack of the crap the fans being able to cheer and only being able to clap i feel like you feel like that you know it feels like you're losing a lot more at new japan than you do at det or tokyo joshi i guess because you know new japan is well known for having really hot crowds whereas like tokyo joshi and det i mean it's not like the crowds can't be hot but they're not as hot over you know on a regular basis i guess so i don't know it just felt like like watching new that new japan core can felt much weirder to me than watching the det or tokyo joshi shows which felt more normal i don't know if you agree though
2: I agree, but I also think part of it is, I guess, I don't know, I just noticed this uh, when I when I watch Tokyo Joshi in particular, is the wrestlers themselves are a lot louder, and they scream a lot more, well, yeah, that's or like, like, yell at each other.
0: Yeah, that's, like, I mean, that's a Joshi thing in general, but especially, I guess, in Tokyo Joshi, they're really, they, they do scream a lot, so I'm sure that probably yeah, helps, Yeah,
2: but, like, in DDT as well, I guess, because they're they, they talk a lot in the ring, so it's like not really as noticeable, yeah, you know, when there's like not a lot of fan noise,
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like it really stands out in New Japan through yeah those first three shows, like it's really been an adjustment, but you yeah, know. the only the the thing they try to do to cover for it a little bit is the announcers like scream way more, I noticed, which can kind of help, but uh, you know it's still it is still very weird, yeah. Uh, so let's I guess talk about the first show of the week, which was the New Japan, uh, New Japan Road from July 28th at Korakuen Hall. Um, this was New Japan's first and Hall show uh, since the with fans uh, since their return. The attendance was announced at 482, which they said was the the sellout, which I guess makes sense for about a third capacity. Actually, probably a little under a third. Uh, it didn't look that bad on TV. I don't know. I heard I heard people say Corkin looked uh, depressing or something before I watched it, so maybe my expectations were very low. But I didn't really think it looked that bad. Uh, you know, it, it can't be full, obviously. But I mean, there are plenty of people visible and stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like it looked about how I expected it to. So I guess I didn't feel like it was like. I I mean, like, it looked empty, but I expected it to look as empty as it did, so I wasn't really, like, uh... I guess it took... It didn't take long to get used to. Yeah. Because I wasn't, like, shocked.
0: Right. Uh, So the opening contest was the team of Tenkoji defeating the team of Yotasuji and Yuya Uemura in 1026 when Kojima pinned Uemura with a lariat, um... This was pretty fun, you know, A Jack's boy Uemura in there with doing his hard chops on Tenzan. Uh, It just went a little bit longer than you'd expect and had some great action with the young lions just kind of hanging in there at the veterans. And then, um, you know, there was a great, you know, right towards the end, uh, Uemura hit like his awesome double arm clutch belly to belly on Kojima. It was a great near fall um, right around the 10 minute mark. And then Kojima just kind of came right back with a lariat after that and, you know, got the pin. But it was a fun opener. I would go about three and a quarter. Definitely enjoyed it. And if you have any thoughts on this one, um,
2: I didn't catch this one. So yeah, the no, first the but... first
0: two matches you didn't catch, right? I think. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just blow through them really quickly. But th- it was a fun opener. The second match, not fun at all, and a tag team match: Tomohiro Ishii, Toriano, Yoshihashi, and Show. Defeating Togi Makabe, Tomuraki Hanma, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Gabriel Kidd in 11:59, Yano pinning Kidd with a schoolboy. Uh, so I don't, I don't. The first like observation I had doesn't really, doesn't have much to do with this match in particular is, um, I guess because of the depleted roster, the hontai Chaos Alliance seems to be off right now. Uh, like Chaos really. Hasn't been team with the main army at all since they, since New Japan came back. The only thing is like the Young Lions kind of float between both units and will team with either one, as you'll see on uh, you know Saturday again. I think they're team with Chaos, but other than that, like Chaos and the main army don't really team together anymore. So that's interesting. I prefer that honestly, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling it won't continue when the roster once the roster comes back.
1: Yeah,
2: unfortunately,
0: because <laughs> it's better when they're their own unit, right? I think so.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, I I I don't I not get why they like all merged like after like you know, like Okada no had their tag match and then they just never undid I guess the merger and I just thought it was like why? It seems pointless.
0: Yeah. I mean it makes chaos seem re- really pointless. So, yeah. So I don't get it either. Uh show also note worry that Sho is still carrying one of these I W G P junior tag belts even though Yo is out for the foreseeable future. It looks like as you know, nine months to a year, I heard.
1: So, oh yikes.
0: Yeah. I mean I wonder what they're gonna do with those pelt with those belts. Yeah. Um but yeah, this this match wasn't good as I kinda teased before. Like Yano and Makabe at one point, uh had this exchange that looked like it was in slow motion and it featured like the world's absolute lightest bump off a of Macabe Lariat by Yano. Like he he may as well have like told the crowd that he was about to lay down and take a nap when he did <laughs> He was like, okay, that's it. I'm just gonna sit my ass down here. Uh, and then Ishii and Halma had this weird, like, clunky little suplex reversal spot, and matches match was not good. Uh, and then Yano sent Kid into the turnbuckle and low-blowed him for the pin. Uh, I also want to note that maybe they should retire the comedy low-blow finishes, to beat, especially to beat Random Young Lions when the top heel in the company is doing low-blows to win all his matches. Uh, you know, and the turnbuckle stuff too. Like the the heels did that repeatedly. It's like I don't know. It, it's it's weird to me to have a guy doing the comedy stuff, like doing all this stuff for comedy, then have heels doing it later in the night for serious heat. It is a little weird. Yeah. Um, and the Giano stuff. I usually like Giano, but like without the crowd being able to react, like his stuff. I don't know. He, he might lose the most of anybody on the entire New Japan roster from having no crowd reactions because it yeah. just comes off weirdly like dead or whatever but yeah I would go one and a half it was very bad Yeah. Uh, match number three was a tag team match uh, this time it was Sonata and Shingo Takagi beating El Desperado and Doki in at 1240 with the skull end um, this was pretty good I like this first of all Desperado's new outfit The what do you think of that the black and gold mask with the gold tassels I couldn't really decide if I liked it or not
2: my literally my first note that I took for the show at all was, Destiny's new mask is pretty. So I think I think that sums up my answer. I love it. You know. Also, of course, black and gold also reminds me of a different uh, member of Suzuki Gun, who's my favorite member of Suzuki Gun. So of course, I appreciate that.
0: That is true. Also, my favorite member. He's. It's like he. Maybe that's the point of it. Maybe he's supposed to be a taichi fied desperado.
2: I think we should all be
0: taichi-fied. So. taichi Uh Yeah, they started out like trading punches, and then Shingo like just starts punching him in the corner before Doki saved. But Shingo's like a house of fire; he took them both out. Uh, and then Desperado like went after Shingo's leg on the floor, and then Shingo really fired up on him with like the elbows, and it was all good stuff that made you made me excited for their match uh, tomorrow. Now, from when we're recording this, uh, Singoku Lord. But uh, but yeah, I thought this was like... Hey, they got back on track here, I thought. Good tag match. I went three and a quarter. Uh, good fire during the Shingo-Desperado exchanges. Uh, and afterwards, Desperado attacked Shingo from behind while he was posing and put him out with a right hand and then stole the Never Belt again.
2: I was excited about that. Dusty for for Chan.
0: Did, did you see the promos from After, by the way?
2: Oh, no, I haven't. Okay,
0: so Desperado, he... So they cut to Desperado backstage, right? And Uh he's very calm And he's like You know That that Shingo Takagi Is like a school teacher All he does is scream And complain (laughs) And he's like Just talk And then they cut away To Shingo And I swear to god The first thing Shingo does in this promo Is start screaming His complaints About how Every time Like New Japan Is giving people Title shots Just for stealing the belt And it's not fair So like Shingo Like literally Proved his entire point The moment They got to him It's like, yeah, that was amazing. It was great. It was like they couldn't have done that more perfect. But yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I like the match, you know. I mean, I'm not really, like, a huge fan of Sanada or Shingo. But, I mean, I like them, I guess, as a team better than individually. And I really like Despy and, and Doki. So I'm always happy to see them.
0: Doki's, like, gotten, like, way better just at, like, doing moves, I've noticed. Like, I don't know if he just just practices more in the New Japan Dojo or something, but, like, his execution's way better now.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like, I just liked him originally because I liked his look, but, like, yeah, yeah, now he's, like, actually a better wrestler, too, to match that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess just working with these people, you you, you just naturally improve. Yeah. Uh, Match number four here, which is... Hiroki Goto and Kazuchika Okada defeating Gato and Yujiro Takahashi in 1147. Uh, Goto pinned Gato with the GTR. Um, it was interesting, first of all, that Gato still came out decked out in the Switchblade gear and held up the necklace given that uh, Jay White seemed to be like the only Bullet Club member on social media who didn't congratulate Evil. And it's like, yeah. whose side is Gato on in the coming second Bullet Club Civil War? <laughs> Oh,
2: God, not another one.
0: <laughs> well, look. I'm
2: just literally by notes. I'm like, I thought we were done with this when the Elite left. Look,
0: it, it cannot be worse than the first one, at least. Like, that's a. They have set themselves the lowest possible bar. True, so.
2: true, true. This one is Young Bucks free, which automatically makes it
1: better. <laughs> like.
0: But yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting, like who who would side with who in that if that happens. And I guess Gato's gonna stay loyal to Jay White, but it's just funny. Uh, but yeah, so Okada was yeah. like trying to encourage the fans to clap more as he comes out, since that's the only way they can react right now. Uh, and the crowd did seem like more fired up from this at the start of it, which like with like much louder clapping than we've gotten all night so far. Uh, there's a great moment kind of early on when Yujiro looked like he was going to start with Okada before just tagging up to Gato, and Okada, instead of getting pissed, just gave him, like, this really funny, like, uh, are you fucking serious kind of look. Like. <laughs> like, it was pretty good. Um, the actual match itself, though, I didn't really like. Uh, it was, you know, they did the exposed turnbuckle gimmick, which, you know, like I said, we had just seen as comedy two matches earlier, so I don't really know if we needed, like, a long Gato and Yujiro sending Goto into the turnbuckle uh, segment after that, and I just thought the match was very slow and boring in, in general. Uh, you know, Okada and Yujiro did finally have like a fun little exchange towards the end of the match to finally bring some life to it, but uh, I definitely thought it was below average. I, I went like two and a quarter. Yeah, I just
2: yeah. I was not interested. I mean, in general, I'm just... Ujiro matches and Ghetto matches are, like... Usually, like, my piss break. But because I was going to come on here, I actually watched it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should have took, taken the piss break instead.
0: <laughs> it's pretty bad. I mean, it wasn't, it, was, very, it wasn't very good.
2: No, no. And also, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of getting sick of the... Okada like beating up Ghetto thing because I'm like I get it like you know he hates Ghetto Ghetto betrayed him but I'm like I don't know I feel like it's overdone by this point and it's no longer like I mean, yeah it's, it's been it, al-
0: it's been almost two years I mean yeah <laughs> like at some point buddy you gotta let it go you know we we all got exes I mean you gotta let go of your exes at some point yeah or, <laughs> you can't just beat their asses for the rest of your life but anyway. Uh, yeah, this is this good, though. I, I mean, not, what am I saying? It was bad. I just said it's bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't good. I Because, you know, what? I saw the next match, and the next match was good. Uh, the next match was an eight man tag team match. Uh, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defeating the Golden Aces Tanahashi and Nagata, and Master Wato in 1205. When Kanemaru pinned Watto on the touch out. Where are you on the Watto uh, the Watto question, as it were? Do you do you like Watto?
1: Um Well,
2: I like him, but I don't like this gimmick.
1: <laughs> do you, you know. You?
2: So it's like like I think he's like you know, like I think he's doing a great job like as a wrestler. But I'm like, I hate like, every time I see his gear, I'm like <laughs> I, I just I just want to cry because it's so ugly. He
0: looks like a smurf. It's I, I think it's great, but like it's like ironically great. Obviously, it's not like it's like, not serious.
2: It's like great in the same way that like what <laughs> like Yoshihashi gear like with loose explosion gear was great. <laughs> like
0: the 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 level of blue is really something, and then like on top of that, it's it feels like they took Kawada, who already makes some very interesting faces. And they were like, how can we accentuate his memeability? Let's make let's dye his hair like the bluest shade of blue we can find. Let's put him in fucking blue and purple. Let's make sure he's wearing like fucking parachute pants. Like it's just very like, de-
2: like ill fitting jacket. <laughs> Ill
0: fitting jacket.
2: And then, then then the name itself. The name it's-
0: itself is definitely part of it. Too.
2: <laughs> like I can't I can't every time I'm I haven't said the name out loud because, like, I know <laughs> that when I finally do, I'm gonna, like, like, I can't bring myself to do it. I'm just gonna, like, groan. Come on, like, on Haley.
0: Come on, Haley. Do it here. Live on the air on Wrestling oh Let's hear it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Master...
1: <laughs>
2: Master... Master Wado.
0: <laughs> it is a great fucking name. Master Wato. You know he's <laughs> the way to the Grand Master
2: <laughs> Oh wait, I just got it. way too what? Oh, Way to the
0: grand. Did you did you see he told he explained to Tokyo Sports what way to the Grand Master means? He said like once he way to the Grand Master means once the fans accept him, he'll be the Grand Master and his first step is to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. So you go. That's his first step on the way to being the way to the the way to the way Grandmaster.
1: Oh, God.
0: I don't know why winning, like, the fourth or fifth level title in the company would make you the Grandmaster. But I guess, I guess in his opinion it would, so.
2: I guess there's, like, <laughs> levels. Maybe Grand isn't, like, the top level of Master. Maybe if there's, like, like, it's Grand and then, like.
0: Super. super, super, super. Ma- How about grandmaster, supermaster, ultramaster, and then finally he just becomes mastermaster. Master, you
2: Master. <laughs> Master Master. <laughs> have to say it twice.
0: Yeah, he's mastermaster. Yeah. Master. Uh, yeah, so he gets his own entrance here because he is the way to the <laughs> grandmaster, and Tenzon is with him. Or he is not. Okay, he explained it. Like I said, he is not the way the grandmaster. This was a question. It was like, is he the way of the Grandmaster or is he trying to find the way of the Grandmaster? And apparently he is trying to find the way of the Grandmaster. So that's what's going on. Okay. Uh, tai Chi came out singing along with the IWGP tag belt dangling from his crotch as I God.
2: <laughs> I was dying. I was. Tai Chi. Taking- Tai Chi's always so extra, and I really appreciate it every <laughs> single time I see him.
0: He's so awesome. I, he's one of those guys, and I, I've rant about this on the show a million times, but, like, the people who don't like him, like, just must not... They, they they just must not like fun. Like, I don't yeah, really know... I don't really get... Like, what is there not to like about him? I don't understand. But anyway. Uh, so he has a belt dangling from his crotch, and <laughs> it's so great. And then the rest of suzuki goon just, like... Silently comes out behind him. So, if anyone is under the misconception that Taichi is the star of this team, Taichi is number one, and zach is number two. They're coming out to Taichi's music, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean,
2: Taichi is even like above Suzuki at this point. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's really Taichi going at this point. Taichi
0: Goon, indeed. uh But yeah, so Kanemaru grabs wato by the hair right after the right after he gets in the ring. Uh, and then Tai Chi was doing the song for so long after they've all been introduced, which makes you think they won't jump them. And then of course he called the song off, and they immediately jumped them. It was very, it was really funny. I love it. Uh, Nagata and Suzuki start off with this big slugfest. Uh, Ibushi came in and ran wild with a big high kick on Tai Chi, a wow. standing Rana on Zack, and a standing Shooting Star Press on Tai Chi. So that was really cool. And then Taichi yeah. and Abushi like. They traded leg kicks and then Taichi countered with this uh back kick to the gut. Ibushi came back with his own, but then Taichi put him down with a dangerous backdrop, which Kota Ibushi being Kota Bushi took right on his head, of course. So Yeah, it's just pretty of much, course. <laughs> that's pretty much everything he does. Uh yeah, that's that's I mean that's
2: why I love him. He just has to do everything in the stupidest <laughs> way possible.
0: <laughs> He's like a random Korikan with four hundred people here. That's right, buddy, put me right on my dome. <laughs> I I'll never forget that fucking. I mean, you and I were both there. That funny spirit on Lee's show in New York. The main event is tag match. An evil with his fucking finisher that normally you could just take on your back. And Code is like, okay, on my neck. Yeah, that's where at, just on my neck. That's where that's where I land on my neck. <laughs> so and Naito did the same thing on fucking uh this last weekend too. <laughs> it's of like, course, it's, it's of like, course. It's like they're they're in competition
2: to see who can fuck up their neck more.
0: <laughs> it's like it's really something. Uh, I like the announcer going. I don't know if you caught this when they both tagged in. The announcer just goes, "Master Watto versus Heel Master." <laughs> it was like I was like fucking crying. It's like I crazy. missed
2: that. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> what a what a battle. The Master. It's like you have the the London Derby. You know and you have like two soccer teams. This is the Master Derby. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Wato used, like, this cool back fist at the end of a little karate combo and a nice drop kick. Uh, a springboard spinning forearm, which looked neat. He tried to do this, like, standing moonsault headbutt thing. It looked like he almost killed himself, honestly. But, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, I I put
2: that on my notes. That, that looked like he hit his head. I was like...
0: Yikes. I was. It was too bad because he was like. I was about to say like he before that he looked awesome, like all like that's the thing with Master Watto. is like he looks ridiculous, but his offense is actually pretty cool. So
2: yeah, like but the thing is he's a really good wrestler, <laughs> and that's why it sucks that he's stuck with this like <laughs> awkward and, and horrible gimmick. Uh,
0: Wato went up to try to hit his finisher on Kanemaru, uh, but Suzuki interrupted with a sleeper hold. He choked him out for the double team drop kick uh, PK with Kanemaru, and then Kanemaru gave him a last cut for two, the deep impact. But then he pulled him up and he gave him that spinning brainbuster for the pin. Uh, some really good action here. I would go like three and a quarter again, uh, maybe even three and a half. It's, it was it was a good match. Uh, everyone kept brawling at the end of it, and uh, Nagata, you know, Nagata, Nagata and Suzuki actually fought the longest, so that feud is going to keep going, I guess.
2: I like that feud, so I'm, like, fine with that. I just like watching old dudes, like, scream and hit each other. (laughs) So. uh, But. I don't. I'm not sure about this whole, like, Ibushi and Tana feud with. uh, uh, With Taichi and Zack continuing, because I just want. I was, like, thinking, like, oh, so now that they've lost the titles, they're going to, like, break up as a team, right? Like, I've been waiting for this. Like, I want them to feud with each other instead of, like, being a team. Hmm. Is what I'm hoping, that, like, losing the titles will create dissension and then they'll feud with each other. But I'm, like, I feel like it's not going to go there. And I feel like they're just going to continue being, like, a happy team. And it's going to, like, annoy me.
0: Yeah, and I remember the last time you were on here, you complained about them as a team. So... Uh, I, hate
1: yeah. I, I hate it i still hate it
0: i guess we'll see what happens i kind of figure that this is just to keep them busy until the g1 that like they're not gonna do that they just don't have anything else for them until the g1 uh yeah. and they'll probably lose the rematch but who knows uh,
2: i mean i think they'll. i think they'll lose the rematch i'm hoping so because honestly zach and taichi are such a, a great team together like both, like, in the ring and then, like, outside of it, like, their promos together and, like, behavior together is really good. They have really good chemistry. And, I don't know, I just... Right. They're fun,
0: you know? Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Uh, they just seem like they genuinely like each other and hanging out, and do so it's good. Yeah. So, uh, the main event of the evening, the team of Evil, Dick Togo, and Taiji Ishimori defeating the team of Hiro Takahashi, Tetsuya Naito, and Bushi in 1402. Evil pinning Bushi with the evil. Um, the First of all, I, I've been okay with Naito losing the title, as people who've listened to this already know. But his entrance video still being that like bottom of the ninth 2X revival thing. It's a little depressing when he never um. walks out with the double belt. They should have given him a new video. Uh, but what are you going to do? The fact that they haven't given him a new video adds to my theory that I think he's going to win the belt backs, but anyway. Um, Hiromu comes out walking, like, very slowly and weirdly, with his jacket pulled all the way up for a reason. We'll soon find out. Um, and then you can see some fans wearing Bolt Club merch and holding up towels and stuff as Evil's theme hit, mixing with the LIJ fans, so that was kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know if they're normally Bolt Club fans or if they've, like, followed Evil over, but who knows. Um, it looks like Evil has already ditched the skirt from Dominion for like these long tights. Uh, I I wonder if the skirt thing that he was wearing at Dominion might just be like his big match attire and we'll see it again at Sengoku Lord because I actually like the skirt. I don't know where you're yeah, from. I really
2: like it. Yeah. I think it looks cool. I mean, so, I'm all for like guys wearing skirts in general. You know, um, I think that it should, it should happen more and I think like it, it's like a cool like battle skirt or something. I yeah. think that's amazing.
0: Uh, Togo, of course, came out wearing a beret, and he was announced as the spoiler, which I like that. It's a good heel name.
1: It's yeah,
2: like,
0: it like he's an a- basically. what I'm supposed to be calling like the asshole, you know? It's like <laughs> uh, evil stares at Hiromu like in the corner, who still looked all weird, and then he shot a little grin at Naito too before he held up the double titles, which I liked because he was basically like, hey, "Look what I got," which I thought was yeah. kind of funny. Uh, Hiromu like stared down evil. He pulled down his jacket to reveal a bullet club shirt. Now, I don't know about you. I did not fall for this. I was like, "Oh, you did really?"
2: Well, I like, I half did because I was like, I was kind of like so traumatized by what happened with evil that I was like willing. (laughs) I like was willing to buy into it. Like I didn't like fully buy into it. I was like, "Oh God, if this this better not be true, this better not be true." But I was like already reacting to it as if it was really happening. So it's like, I was te- My logically, I knew that this was probably going to not happen, but emotionally, I was, like, freaking out.
0: Uh, and this got people to yell for the first time all night, even though they're not supposed to. So people were fired up about this. Uh, Haruma points a finger gun at Evil. Then he points at Naito and Bushi. Naito did a great job here of being like, what the fuck, man? Like, I thought it was, like, his reaction was great. It's just like, like, what are you doing? Like, that kind of reaction, without being, like, super over the top about it. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's a trick. Because they all jumped the Bullet Club trio, and Hiromu tears off the Bullet Club shirt and chokes evil with it, chokes evil out with it ringside, which the crowd definitely appreciated. Uh, and then the three Lij members stomp the crap out of poor Taiji Ishimori and do their fist pose together. So they're back on the same page. Uh, but yeah, this was that, that I like that little angle. I thought it was cool. Yeah, uh, it was a cool little thing uh Naito he tried to suddenly go after evil on the apron but evil was like ready for him and uh hung him up on the top rope and they tossed him into the railing all over ringside did the same with Hiromu as well uh you know he nails Bushi so he basically like lays out all three guys on his own and he looks pretty badass doing it which this uh, this I liked and then he especially like he started like no selling Hiromu's chops and just like choking him on the railing and I like this idea of like we're basically trying to show that evil is a very different kind of heel. Because I, I like Jay White, but Jay White is, you know, this, like, sleaze ball, this, like, you know, opportunist, who, like, kind of slimes in and out and, like, you yeah. know, just takes advantage. Whereas, like, evil is more like a bully, right? That's that's the vibe I got from here is, like, you know, I can cheat and I will cheat because I'm, you know, my name is evil. It kind of <laughs> is all right there. But, like, you know, in the meantime... I'm also still, like, this big badass guy, and I'll just beat your ass down. So it's a very different kind of heel. So I like that.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: I, I appreciate it, too. I really like heels who, like, that's, that's, like, my type, too, who, like, are just, like, extra vicious and, like, don't care about, like, hurting people and, like, love to beat people up rather than, like, the, like, sleazy kind of Jay White type. Like, I like more, like, you know, like, the Minoru Suzuki type, like, the really sadistic heels. Or, like, yeah, like, Evil's type, like, you know, who will, like, bully someone and just, like, beat the shit out of them because they know they can.
0: Yeah. So I thought Evil had great, like, showed great presence here. I mean, he he didn't do a ton in this match after that opening part, where I guess they're, they're, you know, they want to save most of it for Sengoku Lord, but, you know, I thought he looked good.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Dick Togo, I thought, I just had to note that his Bullet Club skull types look cool as hell. Those, like, red mixed in there with the silver, I thought they looked cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Naito and Togo got paired off a little bit and Naito got him in this like hang- high angle bossing crab but Evil came in to break it up Naito like ignored his boots which I thought was funny so he yeah, just I love like that. he just like raked his eyes instead to finally break it out break it up but Naito came up back with and Enzigiri he tagged out to Hiromu uh, Hiromu actually had control for a little bit until Evil came back by pulling his hair because he's a very very mean man uh, mm-hmm. but Togo and Ishimori hit the ring to stop him out uh you know stomped out hirombo and gave evil the advantage uh they also sent up the exposed turnbuckle which i have to note is the third time they've exposed the turnbuckle on a six match show they should consider putting a lock on that damn thing
1: like jesus
0: uh bushi tags in and this this was my height of the match i know this pissed some people off but first of all uh okay i'll just say what happens and i'll explain so bushi tags in he gets some offense on evil he gets a top rope missile drop kick. And he takes out both to- Dick Togo and Ishimori by himself. And then hits Evil to tope Tope's through his side to the floor. And I just wrote down Bushi mode in all caps. Like, he's just going nuts on all three. Uh, he goes to the MX on Evil, but Evil got out of the way. Uh, and then Bushi got taken out by a knee attack from Ishimori. Uh, who then went and gave Knight to a backcracker as well. Um, he There's a great moment where, like, Ishimori did, like, a little dosi doe with. Uh, with Hiromu and tossed him right into evil for this <laughs> huge lariat that was awesome probably yeah. the coolest fight of the entire match uh and then Togo choked Bushi out with that weird fucking cord thing whatever the hell it is they use a dominion while Ishimori distracted the referee and evil hit the evil on him for the pin uh okay so first of all People who complain about evil selling for Bushi, I mean, Bushi is not fucking people acting like Bushi's Hornswoggle or something. He's a former Junior Champion. I mean, like he's he can get offense on the on the champ. Yeah, something. it's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> and honestly, people need to spam Bushi.
0: <laughs> it's like so it's so mean to Bushi. It's like act like he's a jobber. It's not that bad. I mean, he's the lost post for his unit. It's not like you, you can't sell for him for two seconds. And second of all. It's like, have you ever seen a New Japan multi-man tag? Like, this is literally what... That's what they do every time. The guy who's gonna get pinned fucking runs, gets to run wild on everybody at the end. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very standard. So, I don't know. Like, that was one of the weirder complaints I read online. I was like, what are people talking about? Anyway. Uh, I like... Sorry, I, go
2: ahead. I, I was like, some people just have a weird grudge against Bushi for some <laughs> reason. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Like, he's... Why he's like a good wrestler and it's not like he's doing anything like you know, hurting anyone else's faves or something. I'm like, what are what's the problem? No,
0: by evil and Dick Togo and Taiji Ishimori having to self-warm for five seconds the world has ended, okay? It's oh very... no, Taiji
2: Ishimori who's
1: is two feet tall <laughs> has to for him.
0: Taiji Ishimori who is like yes, yeah, an actual tiny person. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like this I, I enjoyed the match I didn't think it was anything blow away but I I liked it I thought it was like a three and a half star good main event match of the night uh, people were like oh, I'm disappointed by this I'm like it's a fucking road to Cork and main event like what were you expecting I, like I thought it was perfectly good for what it was I mean I don't I don't know Maybe people, I liked it yeah. I mean like
2: it's a yeah it's like a six man tag match it's like what do it's like I can't understand the <laughs> idea of like People, like, looking at that and being like, no, it's bad because it's not, like, you know, what I think a New Japan main event should be. I'm like, look at it in the context of what it's, like, doing and what it's supposed to be. Because it's a road to match, like, six-man tag match. It's not supposed to be, you know, some big main event. You know, people are, like, I know people, some people have weird expectations of New Japan pro wrestling.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Um, I I also just think it was, like, because the evil wars have been, like, raging online all week that everybody was, like, dying to declare... Like, the anti-evil people were, like, dying to declare victory. Like, ha! See how bad this main event was? And it's like... It's a fucking road to oh, Corican. It's a road to Corican, buddy. It's not, not that big a deal. Even if you think the match sucked, which I don't think it did, by the way, I thought it was pretty good. But even if you think it was, if it could have been like the worst match of all time and it still wouldn't have because it's a fucking road to Corican. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, after the match, Homer went after Evil and, uh, you know, he like grabbed him by the hair. It was like, good revenge. Uh but Dick Togo choked him out too with the Court of Doom. Uh and Evil act like uh, this was like probably the coolest part of the entire match. Evil acted like he was gonna give him the evil, he set him up for it and everything, and it just threw him aside. He's like basically like this man isn't even worth my time. I was like, that was a great dick move. So Yeah. And his bad guy smirk is really good as well. So Bullet Club leaves them all laying to end the show. Uh I thought it was a solid show, not definitely not anything like you have to rush out to watch if you missed it, but good enough. I enjoyed yeah,
2: it. I think the only thing that I'd, like, recommend people checking out is, like, the beginning of the the last match, where, like, Hiromu, like, fakes out Evil with the Bullet Club shirt, because I thought that was really interesting, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's kind of more like, if you watched it, it was fun, but if you didn't, you were not really missing anything.
0: Right. Uh, Alright, so let's give a quick little preview of Sengoku Lord, because by the time a lot of people hear this, uh, it may have already aired, so... The only thing I want to note is if you're watching Sengoku Lord um, and you're a Wrestling Omikase Patreon subscriber, we are going to have a same-day reaction show just for Omakase patrons, uh, so you can hear that on Saturday on the 25th. Um, myself and my buddy Quinlan, uh, you know, we're getting together to watch the show for the first time in like four months <laughs> since yeah. this pandemic thing started, so we'll be recording right after we watch it. It won't be like live or anything because it'll be like you know i have to to travel to new jersey tomorrow so it'll be like tomorrow night basically eastern time but it'll go up on the patreon so definitely look out for that have all our thoughts on the show uh like a quick little bonus audio episode on the show Uh, if you're not an omakase patron of course you can sign up for five dollars a month at patreon.com slash wrestling omakase um in addition to the uh sengoku lord uh re- Review that we're going to be posting tomorrow. We also just started our new series following every single Tetsuya Naito versus Tomohiro Ishii match in order, uh, which, you know, that'll be a lot of fun. That episode one went up with a, it was a truly awesome match from 2014, from New Beginning, so that was a lot of fun to recap. Uh, we just completed our series doing the same thing for Ebi Okada Tanahashi match so all 14 episodes of that are up there, and they're like shorter episodes or like you know, between 20 and 40 minutes usually. So, uh, you know, they're, you know, a little bit easier to listen to than a whole long podcast, but yeah, each one is on one match. We also follow along with their careers, uh, like what's been going on in between each match and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, a. Uh, I I think the series turned out pretty well. So definitely check that out on the Omakase Patreon. Uh, we also have exclusive full episodes of Omakase. The five matches episodes are on there. Uh, the last one with me and Robin Reed, uh from the vow quiz night is on there plus a whole bunch of other people uh you know rich creach and uh from the flag voice roasting flagship and alan farrell from pw torch all sorts of people nate from everything elite uh so definitely check that out um you know we'll have more exclusive omakase episodes coming up in the next month or so we do about two a month usually and there's also anime omakase with uh me and Nicole talking various different anime. We just did Castle in the Sky, the second Ghibli film, or the actually the first real Ghibli film. Uh, we also did High Score Girl a couple weeks ago. So definitely check all that stuff out. Only $5. Uh, Patreon.com slash wrestling WrestlingOmakase for all of our bonus audio. Okay, so Sengoku Lord, like I said, it's in Nagoya, IT Prefectural Gymnasium. We don't have to go through the whole card because it has a lot of tag matches, but let's just talk about the top three real quick. Uh, Third from the top is Okada versus Yujiro. Um, I would be lying to you if I said I was excited for this. <laughs> I mean, it is going to be a match that happens. I don't really have much else to say about it, really. Uh, like to, I, when I wrote the Voice of Wrestling preview, like almost all of what I wrote was just basically like what's going to happen with Okada because I think that's the only interesting thing here. Is like, I mean, the nightmare scenario for me for for or to me for what the the evil reign could turn out with turn out as, I guess, is like if Okada wins clean here and then waltzes out at the end of the night and challenges evil after evil retains against Toromo and then beats him, it's like if the evil reign was just a way to get the belts back from Naito to Okada uh, very quickly, you know, without having Okada beat Naito, then I'll, I'll be pretty pissed, honestly. I think yeah. I'm kind of over Okada's champion after that reign last year. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen If in large part because of the... Uh, I'm not as worried about it anymore because I don't know if you saw that Tokyo Sports interview Okada did. But he basically was like... He, he basically said he has no interest in challenging for the belts right now. He did a lot of work shooty comments about how he thinks the belts are only worth half as much each since they became a double crown and he, he doesn't find the LIJ Bullet Club thing interesting and all this other crap. So I think basically what he's trying to say is, uh, y- you know, the... I, I think he's setting up basically that he's not going to be in the title picture for at least the foreseeable future. I think he's going to stay out of it, probably win the G one, and go from there. But I don't think he's going to come out at the end of the night and challenge. Thankfully, but I don't know. Do yeah. you do you feel any differently?
2: Um, I I'm not sure. I don't I don't know honestly. Um, I mean definitely not a match that i'm looking forward to watching it's probably a match and spend like half of it on my phone uh so i mean there's that but as for him challenging i know i could kind of see new japan doing it because they they do like kind of when they do not when they're not sure what to do they like default to okada but at the same time yeah if okada is like i guess saying that type of stuff either he's like purposely faking us out or he means it, and he's... But I don't know if the New Japan office is going to be like, yeah, Okada, you're right, you shouldn't go for the title. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So I guess we'll see. Um, you know, I just figured the Tokyo Sports thing was probably him working an Angle, but I don't know. It's like it could have been, maybe it wasn't, who knows. Um, the big thing to me then, if you know, if Okada is not going for the title, you know, will something happen here to occupy his time until the G1? Because I, I I assume he is not feuding with fucking Yujiro from now until October. I, I doubt it. So, um, you know, I think you could see... I think a lot of things are on the table here. Like, something's going to happen. Um, one, number one, did Jay White find a way into the country? Because he posted that weird picture... Uh, instagram with him looking at a plane window with the date of sengoku lord i think if they did find a way to get jay white into the country then uh he's probably almost certainly returning here and attacking okada since i assume you know he, they were supposed to feud this year given they were going to be in the first round of the new japan cup so yeah. i think that's possibly number one if they can't get white into the country possibility two is another debuting wrestler like, Dick Togo shows up to call... Probably not to cost Okada the match. I don't think Yujiro is pinning Okada. I think it'll probably be a DQ, if anything. Or a post-match attack. But I don't know who that could be. It could be anybody. But, you know, maybe somebody... Some other, like, uh, you know, emergency freelancer to uh, help fill some time here, since especially since the roster is kind of tiny right now. Or, possibility three, maybe somebody turns on Okada and joins Bullet Club. I think Hiroki Kota would be a good candidate for that, but just because he could use something to do. Yeah. But but yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, But yeah, the semi-main event, Shingo against Desperado. I'm really excited for this match. I don't think Desperado has any chance to win, but maybe they'll surprise me.
2: I'm hoping hoping for the surprise. Um, I'm not a huge Shingo fan, but I really love Despy, and I think he's Underappreciated by the New Japan office, even though the fans clearly appreciate him quite a bit. So of course, like I'm holding on to that like like zero point zero 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 one chance of him winning, even though it's like it's not gonna happen. But I- I'm gonna like maybe if I believe hard enough, it will. <laughs> but I think it should be a really good match. Um, I think that the two of them have kind of styles and personalities that will uh i guess clash in a way that's like interesting and not like weird i guess sometimes like if people are too different i guess it can be a bit uh awkward but they're like different in a way that I think they kind of complement each other a bit so i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah i totally agree i think they're gonna i think this match is gonna really be good i have very little worry about that yeah. Uh, it's Shingo's third attempt at defense, by the way. And the main event is for the IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental double title match. Evil defending against Hiromu Takahashi and his first defense for both belts. I have a weird theory that they took the belt off belts off of Naito just because they got tired of how to write uh, first defense for heavyweight, second defense for Intercontinental, or second defense for heavyweight, third defense for Intercontinental. Because remember, Naito... When he beat Okada, that was his first defense for the IC. And then every defense after that was like the IC was one ahead of the heavyweight. And now they can just write first defense for both the belts. So if they're going to keep them together, then maybe it was just like, uh, you know, we have to end this night reign. We can't keep writing uh, <laughs> different defense numbers for each belt. It's confusing. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm half kidding anyway, but I'm sure they, they liked it. It definitely looks a lot cleaner on the, on the website. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so Evil versus Hiromu. Um, I, I really like. I tweeted this out before, and I, I don't really give a fuck what, like you, the listener, who think about Evil. If you're not excited for Hiromu Takahashi's first IWGP title challenge, if you don't think he's gonna come through, I don't know what to tell you. I really have zero doubt that this match won't be awesome. Uh,
2: I'm like. I'm like, I think it's gonna be amazing, but I'm also, like, not really emotionally prepared for it, because, like, with Evil and Hiromu, it's not just, like, Lij, but, like, also, like, they were young lions together, and they were, like, good friends when they were young lions, and now it's, like, they're on opposite sides, and, like, Evil's betrayed him, and they're gonna fight over, like, the top belt in New Japan, and, like, the main event, and it's, it's just, it's a lot uh, to take in, but... I think the match itself is going to live up to all of that kind of emotional and I guess background information.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it, it I mean, evil like going on social media and saying he's going to break his neck again is not exactly, uh, it's not light stuff here. Yeah. Not <laughs> at all. Like there's
2: definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of, hatred and anger going on here
0: yeah so i guess we'll see what happens but i i mean i just can't i i think the match is gonna be awesome i don't think herma will win do you do you want to do you have the hot take that her is gonna win
2: no not at all okay <laughs> evil's gonna retain
0: and then i think afterwards i'm torn on what's gonna happen after i what i want to happen is i wanted i want them to do evil sonata before they do evil nato again I think that would be a cool, just because of all their history together, and you know, Sonata can try to get revenge for uh, evil, like taking about the semifinals of the New Japan Cup. So, yeah. I, I, I hope that happens. I hope Sonata challenges him after, and they do that. Maybe at like one of the Korokins during the Summer Struggle Tour. But it's possible they just go right back to Naito. I think that might even be more likely. So, I guess we'll see.
2: I, I think I'd rather see, yeah, Sonata. Because I don't really like the whole like belts being like tossed around like a hot potato. So I'd like to see at least Evil get like a little bit more of a rain before like Naito takes the tile back. So yeah, I think think Sanada would be a a fitting challenge.
0: So there you go. Mm. That is Sengoku Lord. The rest of the card is all multi-man tags Mm. except the opener with uh, Ishimori and uh, Uemura, which looks pretty good. But there you go. All right, let's get over to Tokyo Joshi. Uh, it was the first of a doubleheader with DDT on yesterday, July 23rd. Uh, brand new Wrestling for Take Not But Give. It uh, had 490 fans, a Super No Vacancy, they said, so that was as many tickets as they sold. Um, it was a seven-match card. The opener was Moka Miyamoto's debut. Mirai Mayaumi and Senna Shiori defeated Moka Miyamoto and Suzume when Mirai pinned Miyamoto with a in 825. Um, actually, before the match, there was some stuff early. There were some announcements and stuff. Um, before I actually get to that match, I guess. I, I thought it was really funny when Namba did that Konichiwa thing. She was the start of the show, you know, basically just says good afternoon. And then <laughs> held the pose for everyone to yell back to her. And I'm like, but wait a second. They're not supposed to be yelling. So, like, why did you have everybody... And then right after that, she tells him no loud cheering. After she, like, just did the pause and motions on the yell back. I'm like, uh, okay. Why did you do
2: I guess she's just so used to it that she doesn't (laughs) think about, like, why she does it anymore.
0: Uh, We also found out the Tokyo Princess Cup is returning with 21 Entrance. Uh, We found out Tokyo Joshi would debut at a new venue in the Shinagawa uh, neighborhood in Tokyo in September. It's a nice little area, like, right in the south of Tokyo, if people don't know where that is. So it's, like, um, getting close to – oh, God, why am I blanking? The, the airport, not the Narita, the other one. <laughs> I can't – I don't know why I can't remember the name of the other airport. I've, I've flown in, out, in and out of there before. But whatever it is, the airport that's close to Tokyo. Uh, Haneda. there we go. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> just, I was
2: watching a show, like, a, a stupid K-pop variety show where, like, they go to Japan, and I'm like – they go through that airport. What is it called? What yeah. is it called? I, I was mean, with yesterday.
0: Yeah, and I've been to both, and Haneda is just so much closer to Tokyo than Narita. That you know, if I if the, if you get the option, folks, whenever uh, in 2027 when they let Americans back in again, uh, Haneda is definitely the one you want to go for if they're if they're like around the same price because it's like just so much closer to Tokyo. Uh, but yeah, so there and the other big announcement was they're running November seventh at Tokyo Dome City Hall. Uh, that's still on, and it's now being discussed for 50% capacity. So we'll see. Uh, we also got an Up Up Girls performance, and Hikari Noah has new hair. It looks great. I like it.
1: And, yeah.
0: Uh, so that open I just talked about. Uh, first of all, Mocha She has an interesting costume. I thought, like basically like this flower top, and then this like long dress. Uh, it, it seems like it might be kind of hard to wrestle in, but like it. I guess it wasn't because she looked good in this match
2: yeah it was very like i like the the whole look with like the hakama it was very um i guess i it made me think of like like japanese like taisho era fashion like if you've seen like uh demon slayer like that takes place during that time like with the hakama like with the uh kimono top underneath <laughs> so i really like that because i really like that kind of Style, but it also kind of made me think of like something like a Toho character would wear. Yeah,
0: I guess. No though no, I, I definitely could see that too. So for so for our listeners that are not uh weebs like me and Haley here, the Taisho era is like pre World War Two, basically nineteen twelve, I think to like nineteen twenty six, I think. But yeah
1: Yeah.
0: yeah early early twentieth century. Or yeah, so that's pretty much what we're talking about. But uh yeah, it's a very a very short but uh what's the word? Uh like turbulent era, I guess, of Japan. But,
1: yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I totally get what you mean by it as far as the costumes. Um mm-hmm. Marai, Mar- Marai looks like gigantic in there with with Suzume. And yeah. I looked up I looked up right, she's only five four. But I mean she looks huge in there. And I guess I mean first of all, she's like just you know, she's not super tall, but she's big. And Suzume is so tiny and, like, five foot nothing. So, you know, it's just, like, the size disparity is so big.
2: Honestly, I, I'm surprised that she reaches five feet.
0: <laughs> yeah, that she, re- yeah, I mean, it could be a work thing. Uh, I, I mean, look, they, they claim Adam Cole is six foot zero, so. it <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be that's any worse. Always,
2: that's always funny. Uh,
0: and I like it when Mariah uses, like, her legit judo throws, like she did on she did on Suzume pretty early. Mm. Uh, and she got to show off her power, slamming Zume around and hitting this big lariat in the corner. Uh, but Zume countered a second lariat attempt with a face buster and tied to Mocha. But uh, Mirai managed to finish Mocha with a really cool kneeling lariat. Uh, it was a fun opening. I would go about three stars. It was it was a showcase match for Mirai. Uh, which doesn't really surprise me because, uh, first of all, Mirai is really good. Like Especially for her experience level. like Every time I see her, she blows me away. She's yeah. just like she looks she's so good already. Uh, you know, and mokos a I mean Mocha is a I keep calling Moko, I'm sorry. Mocha is like a you know, a rookie, so she's not Not gonna, uh, even though it's her debut match, I'm not surprised she wasn't really the focus of the match. So,
2: yeah, I mean, I think she did a good job though. Um, sometimes like if the debut match, they can seem like super awkward, but she wasn't really awkward at all, you know. She's not like great or anything yet, but you know, she she definitely seemed to have like some confidence and stuff, so that's always good. You know, yeah. she, she wasn't like fumbling around or unsure what to do at any point
0: yeah that that she didn't look like she was you know sometimes they have two left feet and she definitely looked like that uh, match number two the Himawari Unagi return match uh, Palm Harajuku and Mahiro Kiryu defeating Himawari Unagi and Haruna Neko when Harajuku pinned Unagi with the Palm do justice in 818 um, so Unagi has new gear and a new theme song the new gear looks fucking awesome
2: I love
0: it. It's so good. Uh, it's like when they post the DT English. I was watching the show live, by the way, because it's aired. Uh, it was like noon Japan time on Friday because they they had off from work or something. Oh no, noon Japan time on Thursday because I think it's Marine Day or something. Because uh, this was supposed to be when the Olympics start originally back before uh, you know the world ended. So you know, I think they they move Marine Day so that people would have off for the weekend of the Olympics but yeah um, anyway so like I was watching the show live it was noon on Thursday like 11pm Eastern Wednesday night you know over here in the US and the DT English account tweeted out this picture of her um, you know like with this new attire and it's like holy crap how is this the same lady I mean it was such a glow up yeah so hat tip to Unagi here because she looked great um, I, I really like Mahiro. I've said this a million times on this podcast, but I really just think she's good and want her to do well. So, I have to throw that out there. Yeah, uh, no,
2: I like her too,
0: so. And then at one point she grabbed poor Neko by the tail, which I'm like, that's always, they always do that and it's like, that's so mean. She's like, you know how painful that would be for an actual cat? <laughs> it's like, don't yeah. do
2: that. I love, like, I love that, like, you know, with the whole goofiness of you know, Tokyo Joshi, that it's they just treat it like, yeah, it's her tail. Like there, There's no, like, wink-wink, it's not really her tail. They just treat it straight up as that, and I love it. Yeah,
0: it's like, yeah, she has a tail. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, uh, Unagi then chokes palm in the corner with her snake mouth boots. I mean, her boots have mouths on them. <laughs> it's like, because she's a snake. Uh, and then she gave her the, I can only describe this as, boob window attack to the face. Because <laughs> she, like, just shoved her fucking chest into her face. It was, uh, it was a lot. Uh, you know, Unagi's, uh very extra, I guess. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I was a little surprised to see Unagi get pinned in her return match. Uh, You know, it was okay. I would say some fun comedy, but I would go, like, two and a half.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was it basically for me. I was just happy to see that, you know, he was back, and I think she did a really good job, you know, coming back, you know, very strongly and very energetically um, but you know it wasn't really anything like you know major or anything you know? right normal normal undercard match
0: uh, match number 3 Kari Noah defeating Raku in 724 with a uh, with an uranage um, the up up girls explode here uh, this is pretty fun i thought Raku Raku did like a really cool flip senton she's you know, it's like almost she's like evolving the. Uh, I think it's called the Goodnight Express, right, or something, and like
2: yeah, the Oyashiro oh, yes, Express,
0: yeah, yeah, and like before, I, now she does like a flip before she does it, which is kind of cool. Um, and then during this match, though, like my my biggest note here was again the DT English account, which uh, I should plug, like I always do when we talk DT and that. Let's see, it, I can I never forget the exact uh, like location of the at or whatever. It's like DT Pro underscore eng i think yes it is okay dt pro underscore eng uh they always do an awesome job i always plug them we talk to et and tokyo joshi which we haven't in a while so Mm uh but yeah during this account he tweeted that marika kobachi was at ringside and they showed her there yeah and like i she was like one of my favorites uh last year before she especially in 2018 actually like she was on all these awesome tag matches so uh you know, she she hasn't wrestled since May of 2019 because she, you know, she was wrestling like from when she was like 16, 17, and then she took uh, some time off to go do like college studies, basically, to, to focus on her studies. So, you know, but she's if she's at ringside and she's training to come back, that, that's awesome because I, you know, I really thought she was awesome. So, hopefully, she is going to return soon. Yeah,
2: I'm excited about that. It's exciting to see her.
0: Uh, Raku did a sling blade but Akari came back with this kind of awkward looking counter clothesline but then hit the Urinaga, and the Urenage looked good. Uh, I thought it was a fun little singles match. I went three stars on it.
2: Yeah, I mean I thought it was fun. I I just, I always, you know, enjoy watching Raku. She always puts a big smile on my face, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really also like exciting, I guess, to see how far, like all the all three of the Up Up Girls have come, you know. Like when they, you know, they remember. I guess when I got into it, it was kind of like, uh, what was it? It was, I guess, about maybe a couple months before, like they changed their like whole uh, images to individual ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Back when they were like, they all had the matching outfits. And so like, I remember seeing them then and being like, oh, like they're cute, you know, they're, they're, they're trying their best. And now it's like, you know, they're, all three of them are, like, really, really great. And, you know, it's, it's so nice to see them evolve.
0: Uh, match number four. This was the one I was really looking forward to. Mina Shirakawa defeating Yukikami Fuku with the GSS in 820. Uh, you know, this is the big story here. Obviously, these two are normally partners but basically Mina got jealous of Kamiyu's uh recent singles opportunities and wanted to prove herself. So here we are. Uh, Mina had new gear which was very pink to match her hair. Again, I thought it looked great. I loved it. Yeah.
2: I always love her gear. She always she I mean like I love sparkly pink things, so everything she wears to me is like incredible 10 out of 10, you know.
0: Uh, Kamiyu, like, dismissively, like, knocked Mina away with her hand when, like, Mina was grabbing her legs off the ropes. Which she thought it was pretty cool. Basically, like, you're not on my level. Uh, but Mina, like, came back with this, like, cool, like, Lucha-style arm drag, uh, springing off the ropes, which is a good little comeback. Uh, but then Kamiyu, like, really worked over Mina. She's like, punishing her with this leg hole and even, like, grabbing at her hair in it. I thought Kamiyu was great. Like, she, you're so used to y- Yuki being, like the newer wrestler in a match right that like seeing her as like the more experienced one and like basically being the bully was like very interesting and very cool so yeah
2: i was like really surprised at how vicious she got but i thought she did like uh a pretty pretty great job like i was like it was definitely a new side of her but i liked it
0: uh, Mina, like, got a little bit of a comeback before Kami You absolutely, like, destroys her with a big boot. Like, really drove her into the mat, which looked, again, looked very vicious, like you said. Um, you know, and like I said, I, it, it's fun watching. I mean, one of the great things about Tokyo Joshi is you get to watch these girls, like, come along, you know, and, like, Yuki, much like Saki Akai, when she, they both started, like, you know, like, they they went around like deer on ice, basically. <laughs> like, they didn't really know how to use their height, and now like, Yuki has figured it out, and she's, like, really just a lot more graceful in there and just uses her, you know, legs a lot better. Like, especially when she throws those big boots. It's, like, pretty... She's pretty good at them now. Uh, Mina hit this, like, backfist-style slap and then some kind of, like, wacky face-buster thing. I guess that's the finisher. That could have looked better. Uh, Yeah. But but the match overall was still really fun, though. I went, like, three and a half. I thought it was definitely matching the up to this point. So...
1: Yeah,
2: I I really liked it. You know, I really like I really loved their friendship. So I was really interested in seeing where the match would go. Like, you know, how it would how like you know their relationship would play into it. And I think one thing I thought was interesting was how vicious Kamiiu was. Like, kind of like she's at one on one hand, kind of like annoyed by Mina, like trying to like I guess step up. But at the same time, I guess showing a lot of respect and that she didn't hold back on her, which I thought was, you know, an interesting uh, part of their dynamic. And then at the end, of course, like they're all like crying and hugging. And I was like, I was, I was feeling emotional, too.
0: Yeah, so. that was great. Like the the, the, yeah. emo- the tearful reunion afterwards uh, was really good. So it would appear all as well there. So. Uh match number five, the Yunamanase regular participation last match. Miyu Yamashita, Mizuki and Natsumi Maki defeated Yunamanase, Nodoka Tenma, and Maki Ito when Miyu pinned Tenma with the Crash Rabbit Heat in sixteen oh six. Uh this was good. This was pretty damn good as far as like a six person tag goes. Um, you know, it started out with Maki Ito screaming so loud it knocked over Natsumi Maki. Which is, I always love when wrestlers sell for like screaming. It's just great.
2: I love it. Uh it's especially good because like Natsumi Maki is like kind of ditzy, so it really <laughs> suits her to just fall over because she's being screamed at so loudly. Uh
0: I yeah, I, I love Natsumi Maki's like ditz-act is really funny. Yeah. Uh then we had like the Ito Respect Army exploding once again. With uh, Maki Ito Mizuki and Ito Maki even like refused to sell for Mizuki's attacks because they're at her head and she has a big head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then she eventually took her down with a midair headbutt uh, when Mizuki tried a crossbody. Uh, Yuna came in and was great as the big powerhouse and really showed why I'm gonna miss her having her around Tokyo Joshi. She was like catching and throwing Mizuki and then mm-hmm. Natsumi Maki around. Uh, there was like a awesome form exchange with uh, Natsumi refusing to go down against the bigger girl, and, you know, she eventually scored this back kick and this spinning neck breaker for a two count. Uh, Miyu then tagged in, and she actually managed to deadlift Yuna for a moment before dropping her over her knee, which, you know, Yuna's- I was,
2: a- like, I, I literally went, like, oh, my God, like, out loud when she did that, because I wasn't expecting it. I mean,
0: Yuna is... A, if people don't know, I mean, Yuna is a big lady. So that was quite the feat of strength by Miyu. Uh, but Yuna comes back with this massive clothesline, which is great. And she tagged in Nodoka. Uh, and then after that, Min- Min- Yuna came back with, uh, with like, leveled both. Natsumi and Mizuki with a huge double clothesline. And then she got in, like, a kick battle with Miyu. Uh, she actually got the better of it first, but Miyu answered with a bicycle kick and then one of her signature head kicks to put the larger woman down and then Mizuki and Natsumi Maki did stereo planter to the floor and that left Nadoka in there along with Miyu and she kicked the crap out of her at first uh, but Nadoka came back with a fallaway slam but Miyu then just kind of no sells it and pops right up and hits hits the crash rabbit heat for the pin. Uh, it was a great finish to end a really enjoyable six person tag. I would go 3 and 3 quarters. This was really good.
2: I really enjoyed it. I mean, I like all the girls in the match like a lot. Like I guess like my one of my notes for it was like, "like six girls, zero brain cells, Matt." Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all just doing like the stupidest shit to each other, but I love that. Like they're just you know they all they know is you know scream and punch, and that's all you need. So.
0: And Natsumi, I, Natsumi, and, and uh, Miyu at least are like certified dum dums. I remember, remember, I, I, <laughs> remember that. Yeah, I, that fucking, uh, that episode of the night where they were doing all the quiz stuff. And, like, those were the two, those are those the two worst ones, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, they were, they were definitely, like, I was like, are you guys okay? <laughs> How do you function in real life?
0: That Tsui Mackie especially. It was like, yeah. I was like, I hope you're exaggerating this girl, because, my God, <laughs> it was something. It's
2: so funny, though. She's
0: so funny. Yeah. Like, Mahiro, Mahiro was on that, and she was, like, the only smart one, basically. And, like, towards the end of it, like, they... I guess they would keep announcing the winners for each category. And, you know, they just went, like, Mahiro! And she's like, I kind of figured at this point. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> like, she was just like, okay. I'm the only one of these people who went to school, apparently. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Yuna says goodbye to everyone after and gets particularly emotional with Maki uh which was kind of cute and then she promised to get stronger and come back uh because she's basically said she's not gonna it's not that she'll never appear in tokyo joshi again but she's not gonna be a regular anymore i think is what is what the vibe i got uh but she said yeah. keep supporting tokyo joshi pro wrestling and yuna Minase. so we'll see if she pops up anywhere else It'd be, there's some places where she'd be interesting i think but
1: yeah,
2: i'm hoping so i really like her a lot and so um, yeah i'm hoping this is just like you know, this isn't like, oh, she's not gonna wrestle regularly and is only gonna wrestle like once in a blue moon. It's like just only Tokyo Joshi in a blue moon, but she's wrestling else- elsewhere.
0: Yeah. So I hope I hope she keeps wrestling, like you said, like like you said, full time. So uh, then we have the semi main event for the Princess Tag Team Titles. Uh, The team of Daydream, Rika Tetsumi and Miyu Watanabe, defeating Shoko Nakajima and Hyper Misao when Rika pinned Misao at the Missile Hip in 1350. It's such a great name, Missile Hip. Uh, The champs basically isolated Misao and started working over her leg for a while. Um, The referee got bumped which meant that Hyper Misao immediately goes back on her promises from before the match of a clean fight by taping Miu's legs together against the the the, uh, the, the post, which was kind of funny. Uh, she then mm-hmm. tries to ride her bike into her, but despite being, despite being taped onto this post, Miu realizes, hey, I can just avoid this by sitting up. So that's what she does. <laughs> she just kind of sits up and avoids I it.
2: I was dying. Like, the comedic <laughs> timing on it was so perfect. I was just like, holy shit, I was dying. I
0: was like, there's I a flaw. Kidding. There was a minor flaw in your plan here, Misao. Should not have a a trap that you can escape by sitting up. But yes, uh, Misao just went f- crashing into the guardrail. It was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Shoko then comes back with a bag and... You know, hits her with it while she's trying to get untagged Or un- untied, I mean. And the bag turns out to be full of Godzilla figures, which makes sense, because uh, Shoko loves Godzilla and Kaiju. Um, and th- But then Miu slams Shoko on her own figures, which... Uh, you know, that's not thumbtacks, but I'm sure that hit- that hurt like hell. Yeah, they all have spikes on them. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, that that, that that could not have been pleasant. Uh, we get an airplane spin from Rika at the same time as a giant... Sw- swing from miyu uh just we hit the 10 minute mark uh and then riku uh, rika turns a sure i attempt into the dragon sleeper on misao but shoko you know I-, I thought that was it for a second but shoko finally managed to like dive in to break it up after a long struggle uh misao came back with a knee crusher off the top and then a sleeper hold in the corner uh but then shoko runs in with a bulldog and like uses Miyu's head as a batting ram on rika which is pretty clever uh, Rika, like, rolled through a cross-by and almost pinned her, but Misao came back with a final cut, uh, but Mew got in there to break up the pin, and then Rika and Miu, like, hit their double-team netbreaker thing, followed by the missile hit from Rika for the pin. Uh, I thought it was a fun tag match. There were, a, a you know, quite a number of little awkward spots, so it didn't quite get, quite get to the level of some of the other matches on the card for me, but I went three and a quarter. It was good.
2: Um, I really enjoyed it. I just thought it was, like, you know, super fun, and there's a lot of really funny moments. Um, one thing uh, I guess I took note of was normally, like, one of my big pet peeves in wrestling is Ref Bump, but, like, the one they did here, because it was for, like, comedic purposes, I, like, found, I found it, like, worked really well. It was, like, you know, the whole time, like, Shoko and Misao were acting like these, like, I guess, mischievous, like, cartoon villains or something, so... It just kind of added to the, to the I guess, silliness of their act. But, like, you know, there's, like, the silliness, but it was actually also, you know, just great wrestling. Like, very fast-paced and fun. You no know, boring parts, I felt, which is always good. Like, some, sometimes matches, like, in the middle will get, like, a little, like, where are we going? But this one was just, like, I didn't realize, like, you know, how long it was. It just went, like, go, 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 go. Like, I didn't even notice the time passing.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the main event... Oh, that was Deijim's third defense, by the way. Uh, the main event was for the Princess of Princess title, uh, Yuka Sakazaki defeating Yuki Aino with the Magical Girl Ni- Magical Girl Niwatori Yalo, it seems to be the name. Uh, 18 minutes. It was her third defense. So this match, you know, it started out with like... An extended uh, mat wrestling sequence, which is fine, but maybe a little too rest-hold-y for my taste, but, you know, it was good. Uh, Yuka then took over with this drop kick that sent Yuki to the floor. Uh, She went up top for her signature, died to the outside, but Yuki, you know, very quickly recovered and got in to stop her. Uh, She took over again with some more holds on the mat. Uh, Yuka came back with a standing back elbow, just at the five minute mark, and then start doing a spinning toehold of all things. I'm like, did not expect to see Yuka Sakazaki channeling Dory Funk here, but that's apparently what happened. Uh, so here's, here's the, unfortunately, the big botch. So Yuka tried to hit a Rana from the apron to the floor on Yuki, uh, you know, but sadly it doesn't go very well. It looks pretty bad, and they both look like they banging their heads on the floor pretty painfully, uh, yeah. especially Yuka. So.
2: Yeah that that definitely I was like really nervous when when that happened. I was like oh fuck. Oh fuck. Yeah. I hope I hope they're okay.
0: I mean they seemed okay. They, they took a long time to get up but they were fine. They seemed okay after that. Uh then we got like some funny stuff stuff on the outside. First Yuka uses uh Yuki Aino's own big sister Nodoka as a weapon. She's like dosi dod her into Aino, <laughs> It was pretty funny. Uh but then Yuki Aino uh like dodged a Yuka drop kick and her sister got wiped out instead. So I'm like, what can you guys leave poor Nodoka Tema al- alone Like what the fuck? Uh but yeah, Yuki Aino came back with a pretty cool, like, gut run yeah. suplex with Yuka draped over the second rope, and then a pair of like rope assisted splashes for two. Um She rolled through a like sliding lariat from Yuka straight into her signature full Nelson camel clutch, and that that whole like sequence looked really good. They just it was, you know, one of those things where they could have they could have easily messed it up and had look awkward, but it looked really smooth. Uh, but Yuka manages to, manages to make the robes finally after a brief struggle. Um, there was some more back and forth before Yuka. Or Yuki. I'm sorry, Yuki and Yuki. It's hard to keep track. Uh Yuki Yuki Aino hit her signature inverted DET for two. Uh, we hit the fifteen minute mark as Yuki Aino caught her running in and got her up on her shoulders and then just like tossed her down face first. It looked pretty good. For another two count. Uh, but Yuki Sakazaki came back with a series of elbow strikes and a roaring elbow for two. Uh, she hit her wacky arm clutch slam thing, but Yuki Aino kicked out again. Uh, you know, so basically she kept trying to crawl back up, so Yuka Sakazaki put her down with like a really nice short arm lariat, and then she finally hits the springboard f- or the springboard four hundred and fifty. The firebridge flash. Uh, the I think the DDT English account called it the magical 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 girl splash, which would have been funny, but the actual name was what I read off the four, I guess. Uh, but that got the pin. So yeah, this started rough, but they pulled it out of the fire and had a good main event by the end. I went like three and a half. Um, you know, it wasn't like again like an all-time classic or anything but like you know given where they were when they botched that run to the floor like they really turned it around after that and had it had a good match by the end so
2: yeah that's basically how I felt like in the beginning I was kind of like oh you know like I guess it's really hard to do that kind of like opening Larry you're just like you know wrestling around on the floor like with basic holds like interesting so I kind of like get that it was going to be boring, but I think it, you know, eventually I like, get built into something. Um, when, uh, I know hit that like suplex, like over the top rope. I was, I think that's when like, I started to get like, holy shit. Like this is, this is starting to get really, really good. And I think it like from there, it was like amazing, you know? Well, not amazing, but like, it was really great. <laughs> yeah. You know, they did a really good job. Uh, you know, I was like, I've never been a big fan of Yuki, I know, like, I like her, but she's not, like, one of my faves, but I found that by the end, I was, like, I guess, impressed by her, and, like, kind of, like, had a higher opinion of her than I had previously, um, I think she, she did a good job against Yuka, and Yuka's always great, so...
0: yeah. Uh, Yuka gave a really great speech at the end, too. Like, very emotional. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, thank you to DT English for translating. But it was like, the world is where it is. But Tokyo, Joshi, and I have to continue to evolve. Uh, we're still evolving. So sometimes it gets lonesome without fan noise. But it makes me happy to see you see you try to cheer us on with gestures, etc. Uh, and Mizuki, uh, like, kind of adorably came into the ring just to help her magical sugar rabbit's partner close up the show saying, like, let's go eat Hamburg steak and be happy-happy. So Yuka does the happy-happy clothes after all, even though she wasn't going to it first. So it was really cute.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Good show. You know, again, nothing like that blows your way, but, you know, it's a typical Tokyo Joshi show where, you know, it's not going to fucking fill up your match-of-the-year card, but it's a good time. So I enjoyed it a lot.
2: Yeah, same. I mean, I always feel like with Tokyo Joshi Pro... There's like never like one match where I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Like each, I feel like there's enough variety and like you know, kind of the type of wrestlers and personalities that I have that each match like is fun at least, even if it's not like perfectly wrestled. And I guess the show is you know just like that, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, the other the other bit of news I took with Joshi that's quite a bit sadder is uh, Yumi. If you remember her, she was like the. The five foot nine, like sixteen year old who just debuted last year, uh, yeah. she has unfortunately decided to retire. Uh, she's left Tokyo Joshi. Basically, said she's unable to focus on both school and wrestling at the same time, so she's devoting herself to her studies. So, it's sad, but you know, you gotta. That kind yeah. of stuff's gonna happen when you got younger wrestlers. So,
2: yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe like she'll come back in a few years, and you know, but I think I think it's good for now to to focus i guess more on school yeah her age so you know we'll see what happens in the future with her
0: exactly uh let's go into ddt then the last show we're going to talk about here was also on thursday the 23rd summer vacation 2020 uh it was at tokyo cork and hall as well before thirty five fans uh which they said was super no vacancy um So there were lots of pre-show announcements, including an all-disaster box five-way with Hirata, Hiroshima, Owashi, Ueno, and Yoshimura on the Hiroshima-produced show on July 31st at Shinjuku Face. They're kind of like beer guards, except they're not allowed to have beer because, you know, they're not not having any food and drink to, I guess, hopefully not spread the coronavirus. But, you know, similar. Yeah. But it's going to be like an ultimate loser match where every time someone wins a fall, they get to leave until there's only one left. Uh, so Hirota basically complained and said he would definitely lose for sure and asked for some kind of an advantage. Uh, first he wanted one count, and they said no. Then he wanted two count, and they said no. So finally he at least asked for over-the-top rope elimination, and they seemed to agree to that over-the-top rope rule, but they said there'd be a penalty if he lost. They did not specify what the penalty would be, but there you go. Uh, they also said King of DDT starts, uh, August 8th, uh, runs August 9th and 10th, and then the finals are on the 23rd at... August 23rd at Corican. Uh And they also said the Muscle show returns at November 9th at Korikin, so... Uh, of course, there were still no loud cheering or streamers, just like Tokyo Joshi. Uh, the opener was Soma Takao and Mad Polly, defeating Yukio Naya and Keigo Nakamura and Soma Pin Nakamura at the Running Elbow Butt in 3.53. Um... So damnation, were playing Janken, uh, aka rock paper scissors, to decide who would start, and they were tied at one one when Yuki and I had just sent Kago like flying at them both, but they just both just moved. And he just crashed in the corner. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Pauly's like weird grunting noises are very loud when the crowd is being this quiet, like like really really loud. It is something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the early portion was just Pauly and Soma. Dominating poor Kago, as you probably expect. Uh, Yukio Naya came in and finally turned the tide a bit with an avalanche in the corner on Soma. Uh, he tried to choke slam Kago onto Soma, but unfortunately for him, uh, Soma rolled out of the way, so all they succeeded in doing was uh, Yukio just succeeded in choke his own partner, which is not what you want to do. <laughs> but Soma then hit his running elbow thing for the pin. Uh, it was very brief, but I thought it was actually really fun while it lasted, so I went like three stars on it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, to me, it was just kind of like, it happened. My 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 only note for it was, of course, Coach on Sexy. <laughs> uh,
0: match number two, Don Shokudino, Super sasadango Machine, and Sego Tachibana defeated Torowashi, Naomi Yoshimura, and Kazuki Hirata when Tachibana pinned Hirata with the Ikamen Otoshi at 845. Um, so there was like this brief vignette of Dino and Sasadango wondering like what's different about Sego before they finally figured out it's his new sunglasses. Uh, the joke was he shaved his head. That's what's actually different about him. And he'll say it later on. Uh, but yeah, he basically tells them not to worry about anything and just follow his lead out there. Uh, the ring announcer made a very funny announcement for the match. It made the crowd laugh a lot. Where they're like, "Please be warned that Sego Tajibana appearing next is a social delinquent. He's completely harmless." But we just thought we'd let you know. Yeah,
2: I, I wrote that, was, that down because that was just like the. I, just, I don't know. I laughed at
0: that. I thought it was really really funny. Yeah, that was honestly funnier than any, it was funnier than anything in the actual match. I thought.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so Awashi can't tell people to cheer for Hirata, so he had them doing like a "We Will Rock You" clap and stomp to support him instead. For some reason, I thought it <laughs> was kind of funny. Uh, and then Sego at one point like put his shades on and danced to some kind of 80's like Showa era tune. Uh, and Dino also danced while sitting on the turnbuckle. I guess it was kind of funny. Uh, Sego blocked the one hit KO from Hirota with his head, which knocked it back into his own neck, and then pinned him with his uh Otoshi driver. It's like a sit out Ganso driver kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. This wasn't great. I, it's tough if you don't enjoy the comedy in one of these matches, and the Sego thing, it, it doesn't do a ton for me. So,
2: um, I mean,. I'm kind of amused by it just because I'm like amused by the whole like, uh, what is it like, Yankee thing? You know, like, yeah. the whole, that whole type of bit. I mean, it's not like super funny, but I mean, I found it amusing. I probably liked it, I guess, more than you because I just like that kind of character and find it kind of funny. Mm. Um, you know, I think, I mean, I guess like, Don Shokudino's bit is more like, ugh, I'm tired of this. You know, Mm -hmm. whereas, like, I guess the... You know... Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, the delinquent. Um, Tachibana. Yeah, Uh, second
0: Tachibana, right.
2: Yeah. I guess that's at least a little bit more newer for me. So it's not as, like, ugh, I'm sick of this.
0: Right. So, I mean,
2: it's fine for me, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh and then we have the third match, which was the DT extreme title uh Shinya Aoki defeating Makudanoto with the European clutch in 949 for his fourth defense. Uh there's no easy way to say this so I'm just going to say it. Uh I you know the these kind of gimmicks they are much more uncomfortable in a post uh you know after all that shit we went through with the speaking out stuff. It just, I don't know, they're just not... I, I never really liked Makudanoto as much as D- even Dino before, even before all that stuff came out. But, like, I don't know. It's just more... It is even more, like, uncomfortable now. So, I don't know.
2: I mean, I guess for me it's, like... It's kind of uncomfortable, but at the same time, um, I guess, like, Aoki was kind of, like, playing into it and not acting like... Oh no, he's touching me, I hate this. Like he's assaulting me. Is there it was almost more like they were like having some sort of strange but consensual, I guess, sexual interaction, which <laughs> is I mean, normally like, yeah, I'm the same, like I hate like that whole gimmick, and I'm I'm not really into uh the whole Maku thing. But I guess for me it worked here because it's like you know, like, when you ever see, see like, UFCs type of stuff and, like, guys rolling around on the floor with each other and it looks, you know, it looks, like, really homoerotic. <laughs> but, like, they're not going to say it looks really homoerotic, but, like, here they did take it to that level. Um, and, you know, it was, like, the both of them doing it, so it was kind of, like, funny for me in that way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess if, like, Aoki had acted, like, you know, like, if he, he acted, like, in a way where he, like, didn't want it to happen, it would have, yeah, it would have been disgusting.
0: So, well, I mean, I, I, I didn't really get much out of this, but I I, didn't, I guess I didn't look at it that way. That's a good point. But, yeah,
2: I mean, like, it wasn't, like, a great match or anything, but I guess, like, you know, it wasn't, it, was, it didn't last too long, so it was kind of, like, you know, went there and kind of just did its thing shortly and... Was amusing. I think if it had went any longer, I'd have been like, "Oh, oh my god, yeah, why?" That's is, fair. Can, you know, like, but but it was it was it was fine. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I kind of I kind of was amused by it.
0: Match number four: Chris Brooks and Drew Parker defeating Daisuke Sasaki and Nobuhiro Shimatani uh, when Drew pinned Shimatani with the Swanton Bomb in eleven oh seven. Uh, if you don't know who Drew Parker is, because he, he's kind of new, I guess, to DDT, he's like a British, like, hardcore wrestler who came over to Japan for Big Japan, and looks like he's also getting booked by DDT now. And he's like one of these guys that didn't leave Japan. Uh, you know, just like Brooks, when the whole... Uh, and, and like Zach and uh, Gabriel Kid in New Japan you know, when the whole coronavirus thing started, so they've been able to stay there. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't take a lot of notes for this one. Uh other than Shimatani has a new damnation sign. But I thought it was a fun little tag it went like three and a quarter on it, you know. It's yeah, pretty similar stuff.
2: I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh I, I guess have never seen Drew Parker before. Um, but I liked him. I thought he and Brooks work really well. Um and also I'm not really used to Nobu's whole new look. Like really like handsome now and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs>
0: confused nobu feelings yeah uh, afterwards Brooks and Parker speak Japanese to each other uh, their, their Japanese is really good actually they were like showing off uh, but Parker challenged Brooks for the universal title and then Brooks turned to Ima Bayashi and said to make the match in English and Ima Bayashi got very mad he was like why are you speaking English to me you're just speaking Japanese all this time and I thought it was really funny so, yeah uh, match number five, the KOD six-man tag team titles, Kassusada Higuchi, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Saki Akai, defeating Hiroshima, Antonio Honda, and Riho, when Sakaguchi submitted Honda with the triangle choke in 1234. is the first defense for Eruption. Uh, eruption are just fucking cool. I mean, that's so cool. always the first note. They just look so badass these three very tall humans and these and like this white all these white and red outfits they just look so cool uh
2: yeah i think like most of my notes for them was like everything they did i was like wow that's so sexy that's so sexy
0: <laughs> they're so cool uh the challengers then jumped them at the bell and basically took turns uh running into side in the corner but honda of course fell over and tripped and hit his head instead of his knee for once. But they stopped him before he could tell it was gone the Fox story. Uh, I was looking forward to the Saki versus Riho tall versus small battle and did not disappoint. Uh, Riho, like, refused to back down against her much taller opponent. But Saki eventually got the better of her with a running kick and this twisting full Nelson slam. Uh, and then we got a showdown with Riho and the even larger Higuchi. And he, like, caught her trying a run and turned into, like, this backbreaker. But then Hiroshima... Saved her, and she came back with a top rope double stomp on Higuchi for two for a two count. Uh, Hiroshima and Higuchi had this awesome strike exchange, just trading blows back and forth. That finally ended with Higuchi hitting this huge lariat, uh, so that was really good. And then we got the Gone the Fox story after all, and it was... <laughs> so Sakiguchi kept corpsing because it was about him. So it was about how like concerned Honda is for Sakaguchi's lungs because he's such a heavy smoker... So he was trying to find stuff to help him quit. I thought it was, it was like very relatable for me, too. Uh, and Sakaguchi countered with his own, like, counter-gone. Which was... That was awesome. And he started... I,
2: I, I uh, love that. Yeah. He's not, he's not a guy, like, I guess who looks like that. But, like, he's, he's always, like, kind of subtly funny. Like, he's a really good straight man. And so when he did that and, like, played it completely straight, I was dying. Yeah. He had, like, the two of them in the fighting stance. And I was...
1: I
0: loved it. It was really funny. Uh, then, so after that, Hiroshima came in with a standing Samanto. Uh, everybody goes crazy. His mo- all these moves on each other, including this awesome double knees by Riho on Higuchi, where she used Honda as like a platform to jump up and hit him. Uh, there was a shining wizard by Saki Akai on Riho, and then a dragging screw and a shining the fox by Honda on Saki. Uh, Honda somehow ducked Sakaguchi's strikes and hit a... So he, like, ducks all these strikes and he hits a backdrop, and it's like, where the hell did that come from? And he dropped him right on his head, too, and it's like, okay. you do not expect Antonio Honda to do that, so that was pretty funny, but only got a two count. And then uh, Sakaguchi countered the bionic elbow from Honda into the armbar takedown in the triangle and gets the tap out. Pretty cool finish. Uh, really enjoyable. I went three and three quarters. Uh, definitely a match I liked a lot.
2: Yeah, I really liked it a lot too. I think Eruptions turned out to be a really awesome team. Um not just like they look cool but they also work really well together. A lot of great chemistry and thought uh you know, there's a lot of things in the match that are both cool and funny, like a mix of them, which I like. That you know, Smash covered all bases. Right. You know, it's really fun. Uh
0: after that we learned the next challenges, of the six man titles will be Dan Shokudino, uh, Sego Tachibana, and Yoshiko uh, from Seedling, who appeared on the screen. So,
2: yeah, my main note for that was it's too early for Yoshiko wink again. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: match six was the Junretsu versus All Out All Out battle. So, if you don't know who Junretsu is, that's the name they chose for the Akiyama uh, Makoto Oishi unit. It's named after a real Japanese band that's made like appearances in a. DDT before, so there was like a little, a fun little segment of them both uh, this wasn't on the show, it was like a thing that I, I saw on the Dramatic DDT blog, but like they basically gave their blessing to use the name and they sang for them, which is very nice they gave them a private concert cool. uh, but yeah, we got a cool little video basically pointing out the June has history. Oh, I didn't actually. I didn't finish reading the names. I'm sorry. Uh, so the match was Jun Makoto Oishi, Mizuki Watase, and Hideki Okatani defeating Konosuke Takashida, Akito, Shuma Katsumada, and Yuki Ino when Akiyama pinned Takashida with the wrist clutch exploder in 1721. Uh, so the video pointed out basically that June has history with Takashida dating all the way back to a tag team match they had in All Japan in 2016. And we see some cool training footage of Akiyama mentoring his new stablemates, which, that was really cool. He's like their dad, basically, so it's very uh, you know, very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, heartwarming or something. Uh, You know, wholesome, I guess is actually what I was looking for. Uh, But yeah, he's great in DDT. He's like, this whole thing has really uh, like, saved Mizuki Watase's career. Because that guy was floundering before this. And yeah. he looks so fired up since this June rescue thing started. I mean, he had this real fun exchange with Yuki Ino in particular, like where Watase like, dods a spear attempt by Eno and like doubles down him in midair. Because so I, I always liked Watase, and I'm glad that he's like getting a second chance, basically. So, uh, But yeah, yeah, so Akiyama put away Takeshita with his exploder, a running knee and then the wrist clutch exploded for the pen. So, I assume they're going to set that up as a singles match, which I am there. I am here for uh, so far. I think the returns on Akiyama and DT are really strong. Uh, but yeah, match was anything blow away like three and a quarter probably, but fun match.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really have a, like a lot of thoughts on this one. It was just, you know, it's fun to watch. Um, I really like All Out, so you know, I always enjoy watching them. So, yeah, it was a good match, it was just fun.
0: Uh, then finally the main event of the evening for the KOD openweight title Tatsuya Endo defeating Yuki Ureno with the shooting star press in 2145 for his second defense um so this match started on the mat you know good little mat work um Endo you know kind of came back by catching Areno in midair on a Rana attempt and turned it into a set out powerbomb which is pretty cool but Areno responded with his own Rana from the apron to the floor uh that was, like, kind of the highlights of the early portion. The early portion just w- really wasn't anything that special. Other than the kind of, you know, pretty good mat work. But they eventually really got it going. Like, by the time they got it going, it was really, really good. Like, yeah. like, Areno and Endo, they started trading these, like, hard elbow strikes. But instead of doing it, like, you know, your turn, my turn, they were doing it, like, virtually simultaneously. Which is really different, but it was really cool. Um, and then Areno hit this half-Nelson suplex. But Endo popped up and Null sold him with a Canadian Destroyer. Uh, Ueno got right up from that and put him down with this big drop kick uh, just before the 15-minute mark. So that all stuff was good. And then, you know, I thought it was really interesting that they did this during a stretch run. Like Ueno got a sleeper locked in on Endo, which is, you know, really different for a stretch run type of situation. You don't think of a sleeper hold as a... You know, that kind of move. But, like, they made—they really made it work. Where Endo, like, he tried to break it with a backdrop, but Oeno just, like, kept it on. And they turned it into a sleeper suplex, which looked so sick. Uh, and then a bridging exploder. So, you know, an exploder suplex with a bridge for the pinfall attempt. Uh, but Endo kicked out at two. Uh, he followed up with a diving body press, but Endo kicked out again. Um, so Oeno held Endo's wrist as he kept trying to hit... Uh, that DDT thing he does, but then, you know, he hit, he hit him with, like, these boots to the face, but suddenly Endo just came out of nowhere with Tetsuya in the sky to counter after a headbutt. That looked awesome. But then he goes for the pin, and Ueno suddenly, like, cradles him in his crucifix hold uh, when he goes for the, you know, when he went for the pin, which looked, that looked really great. That was an like, awesome near fall. Uh, but Endo comes back with a second Tetsuya in the sky, but Oeno kicks out at one, uh, and then Endo hit finally hit his rumored new move, which was like a... Wrist-clutch muscular bomb. But Ueno kicked out a two from that, too, which is kind of crazy. Uh, But then Endo finally hit the shooting star press, and that got the pin. Uh, So, like I said, by the end, it was awesome. I would go four stars flat. Like, it definitely took a while to get going, but once it did, it was great. So, you know, definitely best match of the week, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it, too. I think they did a a good job of kind of sometimes, like, with matches where it's, like, it starts at slower and it gets intense, you can, like, there's this really, like, strong difference. Like, it starts at slow and all of a sudden it gets intense. But I think this one did it more, like, gradually, which I liked and, like, wasn't used to. Like, it kind of, like, I didn't really, like, m- kind of, like, notice, like, oh, all of a sudden it got intense. Like, it just kind of went there, I guess, as they built up. Um, like, I thought, I thought, like, the intro, the, the beginning... I, I liked it. Um, normally, I, I I find stuff like that pretty boring, but I think they did, like, enough to keep it interesting. And, yeah, but as the match went on, it definitely got better and better and got really super intense. Um, and, I mean, I just... I'm a huge fan of Endo, so I always love watching him. He's always doing exciting things, you know? And, you know flipping around, but also being like, you know, super like coupled and violent and amazing. So
0: yeah, he's a very unique figure in wrestling. Cause it's very rare to have like that combination of like, you know, the speed and athleticism, but also he's like this heel, you know? Yeah. Uh, But yeah. So afterwards, Endo asked who his next challenger will be. You know, Bayashi said it will be the winner of the King of DT tournament, but Endo will also be in that tournament. So if he wins, he can choose his own challenger for the ultimate party. And of course, Endo said he is challenged. If he wins, he will bring over the gamer Kenny, Kenny Omega. So, first of all, I, I guess they're assuming Kenny will be able to get in the country by then, which, uh, okay. I mean, it's not until November, so maybe they're right, but who knows. Uh, second of all, I now have to root against Tetsuya Endo. It's a tragedy. You have to what? I have to root against it to see endo it's trash. I normally root for it with everything, but I don't know if I want to see endo in the game or...
2: <laughs> I, I I'm curious so I wanna see it, but only if only if Endo wins. If Kenny wins I don't I don't think Kenny's gonna win, but I, one of my friends made a tweet that was like that was like her fear is that Kenny is going to win, and then like they're going to have this thing where, oh, Takeshita has to save DDT from this, like, you know, AEW guy, and then he's going to like be the big hero and win it all, and like, I was like, if that happens, I swear to God.
0: Did you see but he- I, don't, oh, I don't think
2: it's going to happen, but if it does, I'm going to like...
0: Uh, but yeah, did you see Kenny Omega's tweet about this? Like, incredibly... Try Hard Tweet. I,
2: I try not to read Kenny Omega's <laughs> tweet. It's too embarrassing. He I said. Don't...
0: Okay, I got. I have to read this to you. I'm going to try to do my best uh, Kenny Omega anime villain voice, let's say. Okay. Your title will be nothing more than another trophy to me. I'll feel nothing when I see you and the entire locker room crying. This is what you chose for DDT. And yourself.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> oh, Kenny.
2: See, the thing is, like, I love, like, goofy, like, anime villain Kenny. Like, I find that whole gimmick to be really, like, funny. And, like, I guess it's supposed to be funny. And I like it better than, like, serious, like, depressed and sad Kenny, which is like, oh, this is this is me being artistic. And I'm like, no, this is you being annoying. <laughs> so, like, when he's just, like, playing into the goofiness, I'm like, I enjoy Kenny, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, his, it's his character when he's like that to be annoying, but I really am annoyed by him. I'm like, Kenny, shut up. Shut up already.
0: Yeah, it's... uh.
2: But I also like him better in DT than I like him anywhere else. So I, I do kind of want to see the match.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, well, it'll be interesting, I guess. I mean, it's its a wrinkle, right? Like, I, I assume Endo will have a, a deep run in this tournament either way, and then... It'll be interesting to see if I win or not. And, you know, you can say, like, oh, yeah. we're rooting for him to win because you want to see that epic Ketty Endo showdown. But, yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah. But at the
2: same time, it's going to drag in, like, a lot of really annoying fans who oh, are, yeah. like, you know, don't know anything about DDT. I just want to see Kenny Omega, which I'm not looking forward to more than anything involving Kenny Omega himself. Yeah. Um. But, you know... Despite, despite how, how annoying and horrible he is, I'm still a Kenny Omega
0: fan, <laughs> so I, I do want to see it. Look, it's fair, uh, but yeah. So there we go. Uh, that was DDT's Corkin of, you know, not the best DDT Corcoran kind of all time, but definitely, uh, I would say what like at least watch the last three matches. They're all pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, so we can wrap it up here. I did get a couple questions. I did like a very last minute. Call for questions. So let me just go ahead and load them up here uh, via Twitter uh, at Anders Vilster says: Which member of Lij do you see as the most likely one to take the title off of Evil? Uh, I definitely. I mean, I tend to think Naito is going to win the belt back.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be Naito. I mean, I guess there's like a very slight possibility it would be Sanada, but I think, I think, and you know, of course, New Japan loves to like not give Naito and Naito's fans what we really want. But I, I don't think they're going to be that cruel here. I think it's going to be Naito.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then a couple of questions from the Discord. First of all, Prince, uh, how do you feel about the no shouting thing on Tokyo Joshi DDT? I kind of said at the start, I don't think it bothers me nearly as much as it as it does in New Japan. Um, I mean, look, if this is what they think is going to help... I mean, there, it's not like there's no scientific basis for this. I mean, like yelling does spread more of these coronavirus particles so i get it uh, or not or more of these like yeah like the particles we have the virus so i get it even though it, seem, it might seem a little over the top but uh you know i think it's just something we all have to live with until however long it takes for this thing to be over
2: yeah that's basically my feeling i mean i guess technically you could like yell with your mask on but i feel like that would be way too annoying that
0: was just well, I feel like the problem is like the because I wonder why they don't just let them do that too. I think the idea is like if you, if you if you're constantly yelling, like the the like spit or whatever can still come out the side of your mask. I think yeah, so I think that's the reason. but uh, Jamie OD, of course, the great uh, webmaster from dramatic DDT I definitely want to plug that dramatic wordpress com He said it might be early, but predictions for the king of DDT and Princess Cup winners. Uh, if I may, my choice is Yamashita for the Princess Cup because it's only always been her Achilles' heel. Uh, but if the winner gets City Hall main event spot, it should be her versus Yuka again as the biggest match. Uh, and then he hasn't picked a King of DDT winner yet. Uh, do you have any any thoughts on winners for either tournament?
2: Um. Well, obviously we all want to see Endo versus the Gamer, so we have to <laughs> shoot Endo, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like I always just go with, oh, I'm going to root for Endo because he's my favorite. But now it's like there's this, like, looming threat. So I don't know. I um, mean, I guess in terms of who would actually win it, I don't know. I guess I guess I have – I don't know. I really have no clue. Um, but as for the Princess Cup, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it definitely – I mean, I want, I definitely want Mio to win, and I think it could be her. I think that, that sounds pretty, pretty possible. Um, just because, yeah, again, like, as you said, uh, yeah, they want, want to run Yuka and Mio. So, I mean, I guess that one makes sense. And, but I don't, I really, for Kimity, I have like no clue. I don't actually remember also the entire, like, field because, too
0: much all at once uh so i don't so yeah i don't I, I kind of agree i think it will be me probably for the princess cup um as for the king of d.e.t i the kenny thing just seems too obvious to me i think they're gonna wait to do kenny so i think maybe end up will try to do try to you know almost get there and then like lose in the semifinals or the finals or something um but as far as who would win, I, that's a great question. I, I would. I mean, I, I hope and I think. I mean, this eruption thing has seemed to me since the day one to be about getting Higuchi the next level, and you know, Endo. You know, Endo and Higuchi had that feud. Uh, you know, during the period where D T was uh, doing the no fan shows, so I kind of think Higuchi might win, and it might be Endo Higuchi. But, I think
2: that would be great. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I just have a, I mean, if, I I think those are two most realistic possibilities. If they, if Kenny is going to come for ultimate party, then Endo will win. If not, then I think it'll be Higuchi. I think Higuchi's the next person down. So, I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, we can wrap things up there. Uh, Haley, why don't you give me, I guess, plug your Twitter account or anything else you want to plug.
1: Um.
2: Okay, so my Twitter, it is uh, twery colored. Um I'll have to spell that. It's C-H-O-E-R-R-Y, and then colored spelled the British way, like with a U in it. No, like, underscores or spaces or anything in it, just as one word. Um, as for plugging things, I don't really have anything to plug. Plug or anything i guess just go to my twitter um if you want to hear me constantly just talk about um i guess wrestling k-pop and uh love live and gay shit <laughs> so you know it's not it's not it's not really an, an organized or professional account in any sort of way so, and
0: what, really. so on the topic of love live what did did i see that uh aqua like performed in front of actual dolphins recently did that happen
2: that happened.
0: I don't know. I thought I saw I feel, some.
2: I don't know. I no. I saw videos them with dolphins. They performed. I
0: thought, I thought they I, did. Maybe maybe they didn't. I don't know.
2: They might have, <laughs> and I just like because I have some live videos and that were like newer that I haven't watched yet, and I'll have to look for see if there's dolphins in there because I have definitely seen like little, little videos of them playing with dolphins. So All you right. might be right. So I,
0: I found it actually. I'm gonna send it to you. So uh at d-a-n-a-a-y-s-e uh like posted it like with them singing with these dolphins going everywhere it is very very adorable so, okay but uh, it's at some kind of aquarium obviously yeah
2: i guess it makes sense they probably did they have a song called queen maritai aquarium and i'm guessing that's the video i have of the live is for that song so i'm guessing that's the video you're about to send me.
0: Yes, it's uh, it's very, very cool. But I uh, wanted to bring that up because while well, you made me think of it when you said love Live, So
2: yeah, of course. I'm like, you know, deeply <laughs> obsessed with Aqua. Best, best girls.
0: We saw which, which is the one we saw at M M I C. It was the the one it subunit, was, right? Guilty yeah, Kiss. it was Guilty Kiss, which yeah.
2: is a subunit of Aqua. Yeah,
0: they're 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 pretty awesome.
2: Yeah they were great I was really excited to see them But unfortunately I sprained my ankle at the concert Because I wore the wrong shoes And then I was hobbling around the next day Because I just rocked out too hard To their songs.
0: <laughs> well, that happens to all of us Yeah We might be the last concert I attend for a very long time Because <laughs> I don't think I went to any after Because that was like November of 2019 And obviously you know The thing happened but, uh, yeah,
2: I, I went to a concert in the beginning of February. Oh, I saw I saw Mr. It. Bungle in the beginning of February for the, the reunion tour, and yeah. that's the last time I just went
0: to a concert. Well you you like beat it out right before, basically. Yeah, and, yeah. But uh, who the fuck knows? I, concerts feel like one of those things that's going to be like, wow, that'll come back in like twenty fucking fifty at this rate.
2: Yeah, like I was thinking. Um, I'm a big fan of the K-pop group BTS. And I've seen them, like, I saw them in 2017, 2018, 2019 when they were here. And so it's, like, weird that I'm not going to get to see them this year because they're not going to come over. They can't. And I'm, like, a little sad about that. (laughs) Um, I'm just sad in general about not going to get to go to concerts because I love concerts so much.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, So, by the way, before I wrap it up and plug our stuff, so – Here's like a kind of big poll from a New Japan uh, Japanese blog, a uh, Kakuto Log, and I kind of wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, people listening to this might have uh, already seen the match by then. But basically, they asked for Hiromu and Evil. Who do you support and who do you predict? Uh, the people they these it was like look, looks like 189 votes right now. Hiromu supporters, but that think Evil's going to win was 56.3 percent. Then people supporting evil and predicting evil was 23.2%. Haromo uh, supporting Haromo and thinking he'll win is 17.4%. And supporting evil and thinking Haromo will win is uh, last with 3.2%. So this idea I'm that... no, I just, I just want to bring 3. that up. <laughs> I'm sorry?
2: I'm surprised it even got like three.
0: percent <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I just want to bring that up because you think, again, reading some people on the internet that nobody likes evil... And here we see twenty six point four percent of the Japanese fans polled are uh, supporting Evil against Hiromu, who's very popular. So I just to bring yeah, that and up. even
2: like then it's like I mean, I'm supporting Hiromu, but I still like Evil as a wrestler. It's just like his character I like hate, you know. Yeah. But I still like it's like a love to hate kind of thing. Yeah, like, I, I enjoy watching him as a wrestler, but at the same time, he's evil, and I you know <laughs> I can't support that.
0: Literally, <laughs> he is evil. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> everything is evil alright Every- folks everything, everything. <laughs> uh, that'll wrap it up here as always you can follow us on twitter uh, it is at Russell Omikase wrestling would not fit uh, don't forget that on the patreon we're going to be doing our Sengoku Lord same day reaction com slash wrestling omakase. so definitely check that out there's a link in the description in the meantime I haven't really planned next week's episode yet so we'll see what we're doing next week But, of course, we'll be back. And, folks, thank you as always for listening, and we'll see you next time.